Good morning. Oh my goodness. You know those days that you just open up the word and it literally just boom speaks to you. First thing I opened up to today. Oh my goodness. Well, first was builders of the wall. And I'm just sitting there, sitting there meditating on builders of the wall. I'm like, man, what does it take to become a builder when you want to build your life, when you want to customize your future? So if we're looking at how's a builder going to operate, um, I actually lost where that was, where I was reading that, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm not going to, that's not what I'm diving into, but I was just thinking on that. I think it was a, actually I just found it. It's in Nehemiah. Um, I was talking about builders of the wall and what they were looking at when they wanted to build the wall. So, all right, let me uh, let me recalibrate here for a second, if you follow. Um, all right, and it's just talking about they dedicated it and set its doors in place. That right there, all right, let's dedicate our work. Let's dedicate our work to something, right? And it's like in Proverbs, it talks about commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Okay, and I'm, I'm reading in here and it's talking about they're actually rebuilding the wall. The chapter before, Nehemiah is inspecting Jerusalem's walls and it's talking about rebuilding. Let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. And also, wow, it's powerful that it says good work because boom, it talks about being sure of this, that he who began a work, good work in you will complete it. And boom, right there. Let's go. And then as I look on down, they ask, are you rebelling against the king? And Nehemiah says, I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. So what I'm getting out of this right now is saying that we're consecrating this thing to God. We're consecrating our lives, our building, what we're creating to God. So he will give us success. And I think what's so powerful is about rebuilding. What things in our life have we kind of built upon that we may have just skimped out on the foundation? Maybe we, you know, didn't quite build the foundation the way it needed to be built. That we didn't necessarily dedicate every area of it. And I'm talking about our lives right now, like rebuilding our lives. And if I'm looking at my life, all right, what things in my life do I need to rebuild? What things do I need to recalibrate, refocus, really reset in a way when this whole world is basically on a reset right now? Let's find out what we can reset. So as we start building, as this world starts building, that we're building something that's of eternal value. Um, so yeah, that was just... I could meditate on that for a while. I'm going to mark this because I'm going to come back to this right now. But really, I just wanted to hit you with a quick power one, two, uh, because that's what I got hit with this morning. And it's just incredible when the word speaks to you this way. Like, I'm just flipping it up and I've already got it highlighted. But it just, the words jumped off the page again because I have this whole chapter highlighted. But these ones specifically are highlighted, underlined. So I know the past beeves must have been really impacted by this. But it says in Micah... Chapter 3, verse 8. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might. Oh my goodness. I am filled with power. That right there, we've got power. The word says that we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. 
And I'm just, in, I mean, I've literally got a book on my desk right now that talks about the power of focus. If you know me, you know my word for this year is focus. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I keep hearing power. I keep hearing power. I keep hearing power. I want to start feeling power. I want to feel power in everything I do because I am filled with this power, with the spirit of the Lord. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So what does that power look like? That power looks like a life of freedom. What do we want in our life at the core end of ourselves? We want freedom. We want to be able to do what it is we want to do in the way that we want to do it. And with God, that's possible. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And when you're free, you're as powerful as you want to be. When we have the freedom to do things with excellence, I mean, we all have our freedoms, right? We live in, a lot of us live in the United States, which praise God, come on, that's a, I'm proud to be American, where at least I know I'm free, as the great Lee Greenwood once prophesied. But I'm just thinking of this right now, and I'm like, man, freedom. What is true freedom? Because if Christ died to set us free, then what are we still hanging on to that's keeping us bound? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Is it impurities? Is it deceit? Is it anger? Is it strife? Is it shame? Is it pain? What is it that's holding us back from experiencing that freedom that he so willingly gave himself for? I've said this in almost all the recordings, but John 10.10 just hits it so powerful. A thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. A life to the full is a life full of freedom, where we can truly customize our future. I was reading the parable of the talents a little bit ago, and it really struck me that each person was given the talent, but then the master went away, and then he came back. He didn't tell him how to develop it. So God doesn't really care what we do. He cares about who we are because who we are and how we are infiltrates what we do. So it doesn't matter if I'm skating. It doesn't matter if I'm flipping a boiga. It doesn't matter if I'm valeting cars. It doesn't matter if I'm scrubbing toilets. It doesn't matter if I'm a Walmart greeter. It doesn't matter if I'm... You know, literally any job out there right now, it doesn't matter what you do. All that matters is who you are. But God gives us the desires of our heart, and he gives us these dreams. He gives us these different things. And so that's what our talents are, right? So our talents come on the inside of us. And as we start to grow, we start to develop those things. And then we get to multiplying those things. How do we multiply? We multiply by becoming more resourceful, seeking out more opportunities, right? I always say if you develop yourself for opportunities, opportunities are going to present themselves for you. So what are we doing with our gifts? It's easy to say we want to make it. You know, we want to we want to crush it. We want to do this, we want to do that. But are we willing to have endurance? Now endurance is just continuing to press on despite whatever the circumstance is. Can we truly allow that spirit of power to come on the inside of us to say, all right, no matter what this circumstance I'm facing, I'm going to press on. 
I've met a lot of incredible people in my life. And from a young age, I had a lot of friends with some amazing, amazing dreams. Dreams that I've seen fulfilled in other people I've recently met, whether it be musicians, actors, uh, action sports athletes, pro sports athletes, you know. But the common denominator that I think is so powerful is that the ones who made it, made it. And those who didn't, didn't. It's really that simple. Because for the ones that pursued it, developed it, opportunities presented. For those that let doubts rise up, for those that let pains rise up, for those that let a f- what could seem like a failure rise up, held them back to now that they ended up kind of letting go of their dreams and just taking what was available or working towards something else and figuring out a new dream. And that's what we're talking about today with the whole rebuilding thing. So it's like, all right, maybe if that didn't really come to fruition, maybe when you were a kid, you played guitar and wanted to be a rock star, which heck yeah, be a rock star. It's never too late. That's the other thing I'm still learning. Uh, or I've learned that it's never you're never too young or too old. I did that interview with Steve Caballero, and he told me he hit his peak of street skateboarding, which is the hardest on your body, at 35 years old. 35 years old, he was jumping downstairs and hitting rails um, to the best of his peak performance. And I'm just like, wow, all right. So, with that being said, and then the guys I look up to, you know, I always look at the guys that are continuing to do their sport um, well advanced and whatever that looks like, you know. I mean, I don't really follow football at all, but I'm completely inspired by Tom Brady by the fact that he's been able to perform at a high level in his 40s. I look in skating, we got Tony Hawk, who's in his 50s, still absolutely crushing it. Bucky Lassick in his mid-40s, who was always my favorite. But I'm looking at these guys, Kelly Slater, on the surf side. I look at these guys in a way because they love their sport so much that they're willing to do what others aren't. Not necessarily for title, but to continue to progress to continue to evolve, to continue to elevate their own personal game to a new level. And that's what I find really powerful. So I look at these men and I say, what can I take from them and implement into my life right now so that I'm able to build? And a lot of that has gone into why I've chosen the diet I'm on. You know why I've chosen, I don't even call it a diet, the lifestyle I live in terms of health and nutrition. And that's big on, I even mentioned him, but I think everyone who knows me knows this, that freaking Laird Hamilton is my guy on that. You know, I just look at what he's doing because he's operating at such a high peak performance level. What does that man do that others don't? Well, shoot, he does not compromise on sleep. All right, I'm going to 
I'm going to make that a core value in my life is honoring sleep. Well, shoot, I need to really be in tune with what I'm putting in my body. Am I choosing actual food, actual fuel, or am I trying to just, you know, scratch an itch, a craving? And it's amazing that how once you start setting yourself up with these good nutrient-dense foods, your body starts to crave that. Um, <laughs> last night, my buddy offered me a Reese's, and I'm like, dude, I honestly don't even want that. And when I was a kid, that was my favorite candy, a little Reese cup. But I was like thinking about it, and I'm like, dude, that's like, doesn't even sound appealing in any way. I love chocolate, like good dark chocolate with a little Himalayan salt or almond crunch in it all day long. But like, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but I was just like, man, like that literally just... And I'm like, dang, that's a that's a sign of growth right there. And so I think it's good and empower and powerful to to you know track that. And it's not to say that I'm crazy, um, like strict on it. Like I I'll go and have a good ice cream and stuff. But my whole thing is like, if I'm gonna treat myself, I want to have the best. One of my favorites is banana bread, right? So I'm gonna go find the best banana bread out there. Another one of my favorites is a burrito. Um, I love burritos. Absolutely. Are they the best for you? Probably not. But if I'm going to go out and get a burrito, I'm going to get the absolute best burrito I can find. And it's just being aware of what you're, you're putting into yourself. And again, we talk about diet and it's, I, I don't like diet because I feel like diet's restricting, right? It's saying what you can't, not what you can. So I, I look, I like to look at it as a lifestyle and I want to create a lifestyle of health and all right, boom. If I'm building a lifestyle of health, I've got to say yes to these things and no to these things. Yes to what's going to fuel me up. No to what's going to deplete my energy, may give me a quick spike, but later I'm going to feel worse for it. My stomach's going to hurt and I'm not going to be operating at my most optimal level. But however, if I choose to do this thing, I'm going to start to really enjoy it more. I'm going to start to crave it more. And I'm going to start to live it more. You know, I think it's funny when I always get into this thing with people and they're like, I'm starving. I'm like, all right, first, you ate this morning, we ate with you. You're not starving, okay? Until you've been days without eating, you're not allowed to say you're starving. And another thing is, we can, and I've been on that side too, where I feel like, man, I really need some food right now. But we allow our stomach to take control of our mind. And it's like, shoot, I've been, I've been kind of pushing myself a little bit on the intermittent fasting more and more just to be like, man, all right, I don't really need that. And, and eliminating snacking, like if I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat. Like I'm sitting down and enjoying a nice big meal um, rather than just kind of, oh, here, here and there throughout the day because then you're kind of like filling it, but not really. But it's like, if you can set up some time for yourself to really just fill yourself, build yourself, I think it's powerful. Um, and that's the thing that I'm still looking into and I'm still learning and growing in. Um, but ultimately I think like in terms of building our life and customizing our future, we've got to first lay out the law, right? Lay out the land, get an idea of what we have, what resources do we have available to ourselves right now? And I do want to talk about our lifestyle and our intake in terms of our environment, right? Or what other nutrition we're putting into ourselves and that comes from what are we reading what are we listening to what are we watching is it filling us up or tearing us down because a lot of times if we're watching things for entertainment it's going to entertain us but it's also going to put an unrealistic expectation on where those people were being entertained by are and where we're not and that can cause a divide that causes depression and with the whole instagram highlight reel this world is not what it seems 
lifestyle that's out there, we've got to safeguard ourselves. So how do we do that? Well, they say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So diving into the word, first and foremost, you cannot compromise the word of God or anything. You cannot put anything up to the word of God. It's like literally putting a match up to the sun. You won't even see that thing because when you look into the word of God, it is the absolute best motivational book, leadership book, financial advisor, everything life-giving book. Let's just be real. It is life. This word is life. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. This is the word of God right here. Jesus became the word made flesh. So as we get this word on the inside of us, that's where we start. But also music. What music are we listening to? Is it that degrading stuff that's always on the radio? Again, just it's incredible how it's become so tolerated in society and in culture a lot of the songs that are out there. And it's not to say that we're trying to be so self-righteous and, oh, I don't listen to that because I don't want to, you know, it's whatever, like, enjoy those songs, whatever. I mean, I still listen to probably not the best from time to time anyway, so I'll be the first to cast a stone at myself. But are we feeling filled up after we listen to that? Or is it like worship music or just even inspiring music, you know? Like, gosh darn, I the tiger. Katy Perry roar. You don't even want to get me started, man. Oh, you're going to hear me roar. That right there. I mean, it talks about roaring all through the Bible. We're lions. The Lion of Judah. The Lion of Judah has a good roar. So, if we're made in that image and likeness, then we need to have a nice, good roar on the inside of us. You weren't expecting that, neither was I. But I'm just sing, sitting here thinking, and I'm like, all right, man, what am I intaking? What am I looking at? What am I watching? What am I feeding myself on? And just making sure that we're sourced up to God and then using what he's given us in the best way to multiply. How do we multiply? By speaking those words out, right? We receive a word from God, like I received this word, but as for me, I am filled with power, with the spirit of the Lord and with justice and might. I want to impart that to you guys because that just hit me and I got that in my spirit now that I'm going to walk around today feeling powerful because I know that the spirit of God is on the inside of me and I want you guys to get that revelation in your heart and so if I can share this and multiply this and if one person gets it, if two people get it and they share it to a friend or two, then boom. You know what I mean? Like that's what it's about. That's how we multiply our gifts. That's how we multiply our talents and so I didn't even plan on doing this today. I was literally getting ready to come in here and do my other devotional on the YouVersion app, but then I just got struck down like this, and I'm like, man, this is incredible. It's so beautiful, the way this thing works and the way God operates, and that's what I just really want to encourage you with today. Two things. You got homework. First, remind yourself and tell yourself till you feel it in your spirit that you are filled with power, with the spirit of the Lord. That the spirit of the Lord is in your spirit. And he's impacting you. He's encouraging you. He is leading you. He is guiding you. He is strengthening you. He is elevating your faith to a new level. And with justice and might. So go out there and be a peacemaker today. Help someone. And with might. 
with power. Come on, man. It's incredible. This is so good. And two, rebuild your life. What things do you need to reconsecrate to God, redevelop in your life, or just start dreaming again? Write those things down. And I think more important than anything, once you write your dream down, write down what kind of man can achieve that dream. What would that man say yes to? Or her. I don't know who's listening to this. You might have a, you know, both gender audience. Let's go. That means we're growing. But that's the thing, right? What kind of person is capable of achieving what it is I want to achieve in my life? And then ask yourself, how do I become that person? Am I willing to pay that price? Am I willing to say yes to you this and no to that? Am I willing to go to bed earlier? Am I willing to stay up later? Maybe your dream is to be some sort of nocturnal genius. There's a lot of those out there. And exactly the beauty of it is, is what works for you. Just figure it out and be real with yourself and with God to not let anything shake you away from setting yourself up to create and become everything he's calling you to be. You guys are epic. Thank you guys for listening to this. Hope it encourages you. It's probably a little echoey. I just moved into a new house, which is a God story because, wow, I'm barely paying more than I was at my old place at an apartment for a three-bedroom house with a massive backyard, still a half mile from the beach, and truly beyond anything I could have ever asked or imagined. I was having dinner with uh, my old roommate last night. He came over. We're still friends. How about that? Um, And we were just talking, and where he's living now and where I'm living now, we're just like, dude, if you would have told us this a year ago because we moved into that other spot a year ago, I don't know if either of us would believe it. And so that's just a testament to God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything we could ask or imagine. So receive this word today. I'm praying for you, believing with you, and living the dream. So God bless you guys. Take care. Enjoy.